Welcome to Ohanga. My name is Maggie, and today we'll be speaking with Cheryl. All right, Cheryl, just start us off, and if you could start in uh, your early life, in your childhood, and just talk a little bit about how you discovered that you were a creative person, or if maybe you weren't creative until later in life, what your relationship to art was at a young age, and just walk me through your story. I do know that growing up, I was always very envious of my sister who could draw, I mean, she could draw anything, anything Mm. at all from her brain right onto the paper, and it looked amazing. And my mom was always very creative with ceramics and making porcelain dolls and painting and all kinds of stuff like that. And I always felt like I was kind of left out of the creative loop. Hmm. I just didn't, you know, I just didn't do it. And I never felt like I was good enough and that any of my stuff was good enough. And, um... I just, I really was, I never really referred to myself as a creative person. Hmm. And then I had my kids, and we, for my daughter's birthday every year, we would always do some kind of an artsy, craftsy type of thing. We did birdhouses one year. We made um, little, like, planter pots and stuff one year. And, um, but that was really the extent of it, just little things with the kids and stuff. And then a few years back, my husband and I started traveling to Florida and we started collecting a lot of shells and stuff like that. And I just started, he said to me one day, what are you going to do with all the shells? And I was like, I guess I'm going to get creative. (laughs) And we came home and I started doing my framed resin stuff with the, with the seashells and you know, and all of that stuff, and I absolutely loved it, and that was really the beginning of what I do now. Awesome. So, you did discover that in the end, you are a creative person. I did. I did, and um, it's still, it's still kind of, it still kind of amazes me and surprises me sometimes when, like, I went into work today and one of the girls who I was showing them what I did last night, and she was like, oh, my God, I need to have one of those for my new apartment. You know, can you make one for me? And, like, stuff like that just still kind of, it just amazes me. Yeah. Because I just never, I just never viewed myself as artistic or creative or anything like that. So it's still, it's still just is very um I don't know I don't know what the right word is but it it just it makes my heart very happy when I have people say wow that's really beautiful wow you did that just makes me feel really good yeah that's lovely to hear so do you feel like perhaps there is a different activity or hobby that was satisfying this new creativity that you've only discovered now, but that perhaps has been with you for longer? Um, I did. I used to really enjoy photography, which I still okay. do. And that may have been where all of my creativeness was going to. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense? Yeah, absolutely. And how did you discover photography? 
uh, just family vacations and coming to Rhode Island. I mean, we spent years coming to Rhode Island on vacations, and I can't even tell you thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures of the landscape here and the oceans and Mm -hmm. just sunsets and boats and all kinds of stuff. And I just, I always loved taking pictures, always. Always loved it. Loved it when the kids were little. When I was younger, it was just something that I just loved to do. Okay. But you never considered it a particularly creative or artistic hobby. You just did it because you liked it. I just did it because I loved it. Wow. Interesting. So you said you came to Rhode Island on vacation. So do you mind if I ask where you were born and raised? I was born in Yonkers, New York. Um, Lived there until right before my teenage years. And then we moved from Yonkers up to Beacon, New York, which is Dutchess County, the Hudson Valley area, very beautiful area, lots of history, lots of beautiful scenery. And um, we lived in a small mobile home community. And my husband mom lived across the street from us so that's where I met my husband and um and then we just started traveling to Rhode Island on vacations and and that was it okay and And where are you now in Rhode Island we are in Wakefield okay right on Potter's Pond love it gotcha so when referring to your sister and your mother because it really seems like you know, your family was creative and you mentioned being, you know, kind of jealous that they seem to have this talent. Did you, did you try to pursue any kind of artistic direction? Did you take art classes in school or did you, did you just think, you know, that's their thing. And so there's no point in even trying. I just really pretty much just figured it was more their thing. I was not, like, they were more into painting and drawing and stuff like that, and I I still can't draw worth a hoop. <laughs> I mean, our drawing is like, forget it. They say do it square, and it, it's not good. <laughs> but um, it's, you know, I just kind of, you know, they could, they could layer things, and they could just, I don't know, they could paint something that was absolutely beautiful and mine would be like, you know, they'd have three different colors on there and they'd all be blended beautifully and I'd be like, okay, well, here's a blob of blue. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. just, you know what, I just didn't get it. Their art, I would say their art was different than mine. You know, their, they could, they could paint, they could do all of that stuff and I was happy behind a camera, you know, and, and I think, you know, I always felt like it just missed me. Hmm. You know, I sympathize because my mother is an amazing artist and I just don't know how she does it. Mm -hmm. I definitely, I think the Mm -hmm. gene is going to skip a generation because yeah, I really relate to what you're saying. But so has your understanding of the kind of person an artist is, or just art in general, changed since you've started pursuing your own business? Um, I guess a simpler question is, mm-hmm. do you consider yourself an artist now? 
you know what? I'm still having a very hard time considering myself an artist. It, mm. it, I just, but then I look at my stuff like, like I'm looking at, I'm looking at the items that I made last night and, and I, you know, and I'm showing it to people at work and they're like, oh my God, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I just, I just have such a, I think maybe because for so many years, I always said, you know, you missed the creativity gene that now that I'm creating stuff, that's absolutely gorgeous. And people actually, you know, they, they purchase and they hang in their homes and, Mm -hmm. you know, that it, it's, it's starting to grow on me now. Like I, I look at the stuff and I'm like, well, I guess I am kind of artistic. Yeah, of course. And have your mother and sister been supportive? Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. That's great. So what did you end up studying and what's your day job? If you don't mind me asking. Well, I worked in a medical office as a receptionist for a number of years. Um, and now I work part time in a small candy shop here in Wakefield. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then I just do my, my artwork. That's great. And so how did you, what was the first step you took in creating a business for your artwork? How did you decide, okay, this is going to be my style. These are the, the pieces I'm going to create. Um, the first thing I did was, as silly as this sounds, okay, so back when we lived in New York, I, um, I had a license plate, and it was FHP, which was the letters on it, and I used to tell my husband that I was the flippin' happy princess, <laughs> and then when we moved up here, I changed over my license plate and stuff and my license plate letters are WP and Mm -hmm. I said you know what I'm constantly back and forth to New York to visit family and friends and stuff like that so we'll just make this the wandering princess now so then when we were in Florida and he asked me what are you going to do with all these shells and I told him I guess I'm going to have to become creative and I started thinking about a name for the business, I, that's how I came up with Wandering Princess Treasures. And I was like, oh, look, it could be Wandering Princess Treasures because I'm just wandering the beaches, collecting treasures, and then, you know, we'll turn them into stuff that, you know, people might actually like. Yeah. And um, so that's how the name came about. And then when we got home from Florida that year, I decided, look, let's... Um, I'll make some stuff, which I did, and, and then I started um, signing up for more of the festivals and more of the, you know, fairs and stuff around here, mm-hmm. and did really well at those, and then we went back down to Florida last year, and I did a couple of festivals down there, and did really phenomenal down there, and um, and that's that's pretty much how all of it started. Okay. Wow. That's that's so great. And I love the name, Wandering Princess Treasure. That's I, really great. And the story it, behind it, it is even better. You know, it's so, it, it, really, it really does sum up 
my light. So when you look at my when you look at my logo, it's it says Wandering Princess Treasures, and then there's an anchor on it because I always my husband always refers to me as a princess, and I always refer to him as an anchor. Aww. So we have the anchor on there and the princess, and I just it it's so perfect. It's it's just so perfect, yeah. and he's such a huge. He is just such a huge support, and he is, without him, I don't think I would be doing any of it. Oh, that's so great. Well, one of my next questions was going to be if there's any particular person that has particularly inspired your artistic pursuit, but it seems like he's he's up there on the list. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He is my biggest cheerleader. He is just my biggest cheerleader, my biggest support, and he is my anchor. Aww. He is absolutely my anchor, my rock, my my everything. That's and so sweet. And if it weren't for him, I would not be able to live the life that I live, and I would not be able to do the things that I do. Oh, that's so lovely. Well, speaking of anchors, clearly there's a very strong nautical and maritime theme to to your creations both mm-hmm. in terms of the material and the actual visuality of it so mm-hmm. you mentioned so you found the shells on the beach in florida because you like to wander the mm-hmm. beaches and clearly people are really connecting with your pieces so what do you think it is about mm-hmm. the ocean and water and nature that people just you know love so much i feel like okay so back Back in our younger years of our relationship, my husband and I went through some very stressful times, uh, things that would have definitely torn a lot of people apart. And our big thing was, is when we were at the height of our stresses, we would pack up, or it was for a day trip, or it was a weekend, or an overnight, we would pack up and we would head to Rhode Island. And as soon as we would see the ocean, it would be like all of that stress, all of that toxic stuff would just be sucked right out of us. And we would just be calm and it just is so healing. And I feel like a lot of people feel the same way, where... The ocean, the water, all of that, that, the ocean, like, to me, is just soul cleansing, and Mm. it's calming, and you can be sitting there on the beach, and you could be having the most horrible stuff going on in your life, and just go sit by the water, and something happens. It's, it's just... I just keep coming back to it cleanses you. And I can, this past year, the pandemic was a whole different, it it was a whole, it was crazy this past year, you know, and the mm-hmm. pandemic for me for 2020 was just like icing on the cake. The last three years of my life has been absolutely blissful. And then 2020 happened, and my mom lost her longtime housemate. She got sick. 
we ended up having to relocate her to Arizona with my sister. And I was away for three months. And those were three months of very, very emotional and difficult months. And when I came back, I was not in a really good mental space. And about a week after I got home, there was a lady who reached out to me and asked me if I could do a custom piece for her. And I have to tell you that doing that custom piece for her was so healing to my soul that I just, and that's what I want my pieces to be. I want them to... Whoever is receiving that piece, I want that piece to bring them that tranquility, that peace, that that calming effect. And I think a lot of my pieces do that, or I would hope they do. But that that one piece when I came back in August was it it was a soul saver. It seriously was a soul saver. And when she asked me the price on it, it was, I, I probably could have charged her so much more money. And it was just so soul saving for me. It was like, you know what? Here's the price. We're good. And, you know, it's a little bigger than what I usually do. And it didn't matter to me because mm-hmm. it was what I needed at that moment, yeah. you know? Wow. And, that's just how I want it to be. I want, I want them, whoever has something hanging in their house, I want them to look at it and be like, ah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful. And I completely agree. The ocean just has something about it that is so healing, even when there's so much chaos going on in our lives. It it is. It's like at, at the worst of the worst, I can remember things like, driving up from New York up to Rhode Island so many times and we would be like at the end of our ropes and we would hit that that seawall in Narragansett and mm-hmm. as soon as we would see that ocean it would be like total rejuvenation. Oh. You just you just felt like a whole new person. Yeah. Well so so you mentioned the ocean having all these healing properties and obviously COVID has brought so many difficulties to so many people. And I'm wondering if there were any particular hardships specifically in regards to your art business, anything that was more difficult than the rest or kind of like an obstacle to what you would consider a success? I would say the biggest obstacle for me, um, during this past year with my business is the cancellation of fairs and festivals and things like that and the closures of the small mom and pop businesses. I I had my artwork in a co-op up in Wickford. The co-op closed down. Hmm. I had some some artwork in a small shop in Narragansett place closed down it's just there were there was nothing at the holiday season as far as festivals 
festivals, as far as fairs, it, it has been so challenging to be able to get my artwork out there and get it viewed yeah. without having to spend hours and hours. And people, even like the smaller mom and pop shops that are still open, they're so limited in what they can do that, you know, it's hard to be able to get things placed and then to have move. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it, it's so difficult. That That is the most difficult thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the, that lack of human connection when you see a piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, that's that's exactly why Ohango was started, because a lot I mean, we're hearing a lot of what you're saying right now from most of our artists mm-hmm. that without that in-person connection, it's just not the same. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, OK, actually, now on to something a little more lighthearted, but I always love to ask artists to describe their workspace. Whether it's, you know, a basement studio or a corner in the kitchen. It's just, I think there's so much to learn about. (laughs) Well, tell me about it. How do you like to work? What's your lighting like? Do you Um, listen to music? Oh, my goodness. My area that I work in is literally, it is tiny. It is really tiny and it is almost always complete chaos. I think I have I have taken over the house and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else right now. I mm. absolutely love our cottage. I love the location. Um, so I have a small room that, uh, um, like I said, I take over the house and then I clean everything up and I get it all organized and then like three hours later it's all over the house again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my poor husband. Um, but my room is like, we've got a six-foot table in there, and then there's a little space to be able to work in front of the table, and then I've got metal racks up that have every imaginable shell you could possibly ever think of that I've collected along the way. Um, it's just... Small. It's small, but it works. Yeah. And, and what's your work you know, ethic like? What was that? What's your work ethic like? Like, what's the kind of atmosphere you thrive in? Um, I like it to be quiet. Okay. I really like it to be quiet. Sometimes I'll have some music on, I'll turn on some country music, but for the most part, I like it to be quiet. And I like to just be in my zone and focus on what I'm doing. Okay, great. All right. Well, I think we've pretty much covered all of the questions I had. Thank you so much for sharing your story. No problem.